Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and you listen to me every week as the host of the Makers of Minnesota podcast. But what you may not know is in my professional life, I help brands with social media strategy. I also help them with social media management. And currently, I have openings for two clients. Generally, when I'm your social media manager, I help you gather contents and assets of things that we can post on your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter accounts. We'll also do some LinkedIn posts if you have great business stories. But generally, I am the person that will help you write and schedule content for your social media feed so that all you're needing to do is talk with me a couple of times a month to get the calendar together or to talk about generally how you want your social media marketing to feel. And then I'm the person that executes the posts. I can also respond to messages that you get from people on your social media feeds so that you are doing the business of getting business for your business. If this is something that appeals to you, just let me know. You can find me at shansen, H-A-N-S-E-N, marketing at gmail.com. Now on to the podcast. This is Stephanie Hansen, and you are listening to The Makers of Minnesota, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And I am here at Sarah's Tipsy Pies in Stillwater. Sarah, mm-hmm. you have a whole location here that's not mm-hmm. just a commissary kitchen. Yeah, no, it's, it's got a little cafe. When did you open? Uh, we officially opened October 24th, and uh, otherwise we moved in in July, right before the state fair. Oh, so. my gosh. So, <laughs> Sarah, crazy. yeah, if you may remember, she was our guest on episode 62 in season one. It's hard to believe we've had like, oh, I think 160 episodes now just talking to different makers and getting familiar with their businesses and their challenges. You make a tipsy pie, which is a boozy hand pie. Is that how you would describe it? Yep. Um, You've been making them. When did you start Sarah's Tipsy Pies? 2012. It's hard to believe. What were you doing before that? I was a stay-at-home mom with my five kids and they all went to school and it's time to recreate who I was. Sure. And did you know right away you would do something in the baking world or how did you come onto that? It just fell in my lap. My daughter's friend had a bakery and we had him over dinner and I had lost my mom about a year and a half before that. And we were just talking about pie and emotional connections with those kind of things. And then I was trying to find a job that I could do with five children, which is really pretty tough because I have to be accountable to them first and foremost. Sure. So um, he said, let's just try to start you a company called Rustic Pies of Stillwater. And we kind of launched from there. They went out of business and I went forward. And you are a huge phenomenon at the state fair. Oh, you're in the food building. Yes. (laughs) And you have had a new food item. You have new food items that you launch every year. And the state fair picks sort of new foods, but Mm -hmm. everybody can have new foods, even if you're not officially picked by the state fair. Um, Going from a production kitchen that was really back of the house facing to a front facing cafe, which this is, you've got pies here, you can buy frozen pies, you can buy already cooked pies, and you can get coffee. Does Mm -hmm. that feel different than what you were used to? Um, In a sense, it does. 90% of my sales still, though, are frozen pies. People have been kind of taught by us to buy frozen pies because baked fresh pies are the best. So still, you know, people will come in and we, we do about maybe 15 pies a day. Sure. Not, not a ton, but it's the frozen pies that still are selling the best. And people come here to pick up pies, but also do you have a different variety here than you have in the stores? We, because yeah. yep. 
You only have, there's only four flavors in the grocery stores. And tell us what those are, because you guys are in the freezer section. Mm-hmm. If we people are. are looking for them there. Yep. So we have our boozy blueberry lemon, uh, krausing caramel apple, razzy apple raspberry, and Irish pecan. Which is the best seller? Uh, boozy blueberry lemon and Irish pecan. Yeah, sure. it's I, that blueberry lemon pie. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. So you are at a lot of retailers. I know Kowalski's carries you. Mm-hmm. I see you in the frozen aisle. And then here you have different pies and you have more savory selections. Yeah, we have all our savories here. What would be some an example of some of your savory pies? Because I noticed a beer, mac, and cheese. Yep, there's, yeah, <laughs> there's beer, mac, and cheese. There's our uh, uh, chicken Kiev, which is a new one, features uh, seven vines, true north. Um, what else do we have? We have the spicy Reuben and uh, the onion Gouda from Lift Fridge. Yum. Which was our big seller. Yeah, at the state yeah. fair. So are you already planning for your state fair pies? Oh, yes. And I know you won't tell me what they are because <laughs> it'll I be can't. a magic I secret. Know. How hard is it to come up with new crazy ideas every year? It is hard because I don't want to be a gimmicky product. You know, I really believe that I, you know, for sustainability, you know, longevity of a business, I have to have a really good pie that meets the mark from last year. I mean, we have had such great success with our new pies that... It is stressful because sometimes I know eventually someone's not going to like something and, sure. and say it. And it is kind of, it hurts personal, you <laughs> it know, hurts your it feelings. just hurts your feelings. It, but I know that I do my best. It's all I can do. And you're in the food building at the state fair. Um, what is that like versus like a standalone? Cause you've done standalone too. Um, well, there's people guaranteed to come through the food building. And so I really love the food building, frankly. I mean, I think it's, it's fun and the, the camaraderie that you have with all the other people there is, is awesome. You know, everybody plays nice in the sandbox. You know, as, if I do good, somebody else does even better. So that's great. We bring people into each other. So it's a great place. Yeah. And so do you, is there camaraderie? Like, do you guys like plan together or is there any marketing that happens together or is it that you're just all in that space? Um, it's more like if we have a new food item and my lines are so dang long that it infringes on my neighbor, we get together and fix the problem. You know, we talk about it and, you know, they adjust. We figure out where the line should right, be. And sure. We want each other to do well. And, you know, sometimes if your lines are too long, it does affect your neighbor. Yeah. So. And I can imagine that that's sort of weird, too, because you're doing so great. Right. and Maybe they're not doing as right. great. So, yeah. Um, you guys also, I think something that people don't know about you is you do a give back program. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that? Sure. So uh, even in the beginning, we did pies with a purpose and it was featured a uh, Finnegan pie. Um, we've now opened it up to any pie that we sell. Uh, part of the proceeds go back to the Down Syndrome Association, especially with the weddings. Um, but we have added uh, other organizations now. So Valley Friendship Club is, is an organization that actually I helped start almost 10 years ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And it's for kids with and without disabilities and we do social activities. Um, so we added them and then we added Jack's basket and Jack's basket. Um, I heard about and absolutely fell in love because I remember having Maddie who has down syndrome and as a new mom, someone told me they were sorry that I had Maddie and it's just not okay to tell someone you're sorry about their baby having a disability sure your baby is your own and I would never give her back and so Jack's Basket celebrates all babies all lives and you know yes you had a baby with Down syndrome but you still first and foremost had a baby so the gift baskets are geared more towards a baby not just Down syndrome yeah so I love that 
as a mom. I love that. Yeah, because all babies are still your babies, yeah. right? Right. When you think about just uh, opening a front-facing retail location, what was it that made you decide to do this? Was it because the production space was so great and it happened to have this front on it? Yeah, I, I fell in love with the building when I first saw it just because the light reminds me of my mom's kitchen. She oh, had cute. beautiful light. And I've been in the basement and underground <laughs> in no window productions forever. So the light is amazing. Um, and it was already here. So it called for a little cafe. What corner are you at at Stillwater? We're on the 4th fourth, fourth, uh, Street South, so it's uh, called the South Hill. It's a great community. Everybody was really excited about us and could hardly wait for us to open. And, you know, we'd come and there'd be people, like, staring in the window. Oh, that's fun. And, yeah. and you're in a neighborhood, too, where there's Hannah's Bakery yeah. and then there's another coffee shop yeah, across so the cool. street. So in some respects, you guys are creating, like, your own little um, coffee yeah, bakery environment. Yeah, cool corner. Yeah, where it's people super. know that if they come to this corner, they can get lots of different things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what is the hardest part about the business now that you're in Frozen in the grocery store? Now you've got events that you're doing, too. You have pop-up mm-hmm. tents that you do. You're also at the State Fair. Is the State Fair, like, a whole business in and of itself? Completely. Completely. I I start thinking about State Fair in January because I know there are deadlines. And if you miss those deadlines, it could be detrimental to that your, you know, your 12 days. So we definitely start getting that on our radar right away. And because volumes have increased so much, and especially here at the cafe with their frozen, yep. it's, it's an amount that needs to be budgeted into the whole plan. So like right now, you know, that it's in, you know, almost March, we have to do at least 900 pies a week just alone for the state fair. That's not including the front retail, not grocery stores. We're launching savory as well, so that has to be budgeted in. So it's a little stressful. I mean, it's a great problem, but we know we have to be really careful. Yeah, and and how many bakers do you have? Like, they are really handmade pies. They are handmade, yeah. So uh, Jenny is the manager, and then we have Dana and Joe. And I just recently hired um, about three new people. So we're going to be running two night shifts a week. And then... um, four days of production during the day. And tell me about the launching of savory. What will that look like? So it'll be four uh, savory pies. Uh, it'll be the onion gouda, the beer mac and cheese, uh, chicken Kiev, and spicy Reuben. And uh, I, I think even from when I you know, was new in my company, savory was always something that felt like I really needed to do because it's like the ultimate food, you know, ultimate comfort food because you have a great crust, you have alcohol and meat. Do you remember like... I mean, in the 70s, I think, was when Swanson chicken pot pies mm-hmm, were introduced. Yeah. And a our, treat. Yeah, and our moms mm-hmm. would go out, like, to a North Star game, and we would get these mm-hmm. chicken pot pies. That would be what we would have the babysitter service. Yep. And it felt like such a delight. I, it was a treat, totally. And it was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's something really good. No, they're not as good now. I, no. I have to say I had one recently. The meat is squishy. It was just... It was a horrible experience. And I was like, oh, I used to love these. What did they do to them? But the idea of a chicken pot pie is still fantastic and an idea of a savory pie. So will you have a whole nother shelf then in the freezer section or will the sweet and the savory be sold side by side? How does that work? Yeah. So unfortunately, it's a whole different area. That's what I thought. So we have to then build out four new pies over in kind of that hot pocket area yeah because they have like a fruit area (laughs) and a pie for dessert and now you'll be over in the savory spot in the savory spot by the pizza rolls Mm -hmm, pretty much (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, that's and that's the thing. It has to be four really great pies. So it's it's taken me probably two years, which I know drives my business partner crazy. Um, but they have to be they have to be great. I mean, they just can't even they have to be great. And then how will you get people to try them? Will you just have a whole sampling program or? cross your fingers and hope what kind of marketing do you do for an introduction like that so you know i'm hoping to launch um one of the savory pies at the state fair okay so that has to stay a secret yep um and that's a great place to test those pies to see what people like and what they don't like and that feedback is amazing um you can get them here now at the bakery and so we've been testing you know when people come in we'll sample it and then we ask the people what they think yep uh sometimes my brides and my couples that come in I'll send them home with savory pies and they have to give me a little analysis after they eat them all and let's talk about that because I don't think people really know that that's a big part of your business oh the weddings yeah yeah um we do about 30 weddings a year um they are super important so I'm really picky I only do two weddings a weekend um but I love my wedding clients you know pie is an emotional thing and you know, weddings shouldn't be just a show. They should really be about what really matters. And so I've never had a bad bride. I mean, they're just the nicest people and they love pie and, you know, they're just celebrating the day they get to be married. And How do you great. do it? Do you have like different setups or mm-hmm. is it like on a plate? Yep. Tell so, me kind of how you pe- yeah. merchandise it as it were. So a lot of the weddings that we do are in um, like wedding barn venues. Uh-huh. And so a lot of times it's just a big dessert table and we have, we have big, wooden stands and we have glass and we have metal and um we have heart-shaped pies and pies on a stick and tarts with little hearts on top and instead of a cutting cake I make a great big in um latticed heart and that is what they get instead of a cake Cute. Yeah. yeah yep and then um do you also can you do savory for weddings have you done that I have I've been doing uh the onion gouda uh which is amazing because people want to have a, an option for people who don't want something sweet. Yep. So that onion gouda has just been an amazing product, hot or cold. It's great. Have you figured out how to do vegan yet? Because I know that's very popular. Yep. So we launched vegan at the state fair two years ago, I believe. And basically it's just leaving the egg wash off for us. Cause we are, we don't use lard. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's been a great way to go. And so we will always offer a vegan pie at the state fair. And will you have um, gluten-free options mm-hmm. too? Because last year that was our big seller. We had the gluten-friendly um, Irish pecan. I think we sold about 600 of those a day. Wow. So we're bringing that back this year. So now everybody can have pie, which, you know, it makes us feel bad when you, people walk away and say, oh, I can't have that. So now they can have it. I feel like, too, that there's been just a huge trend for uh, gluten and vegan items out at the mm-hmm. state fair. Yeah. Do you ever think about on a stick things there? Because I know that the rumor is that people are getting excited about on a stick foods again. I know I got into the fair because I wasn't on a stick. The year I got in so quick was it was a high end, more transportable food. And we also could prove the volume because we had done the Irish fair. Um, I will never put it on a stick because it's so labor intensive. It is hard enough for us to make 15,000 pies without a stick than if we had to put a stick on there. And plus you have to think about how to package that. You know, we mm-hmm. have a system now, we pack 100 pies per box, and if we had those sticks on there, we would never be able to pack those pies right. Right. And, you know, space is everything here and over there. So logistically, you are starting to make pies for the yeah. state fair, and then you freeze them. And then when you get to the fair, do you have like a special oven conveyor belt, or how do they all get baked? Uh, we have a really awesome oven at the state fair and it only stays at the state fair and it's a rotating rack oven. 
It's the half a size of what Martha has. I love her ovens. You know, <laughs> a girl can dream someday. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we can have like ovens like Martha. But um, it's yeah, it's a, a beautiful oven. It bakes you, a lot of pie. Do you see the like some of the state fair folks are looking at other fairs and figuring out what other states they could be in? Is that something that appeals to you? It appeals to me, but not my family because <laughs> sure. I'm, you know, I'm gone a lot as it is in the summer. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of travelers. Most, I would say a lot of the vendors aren't even from Minnesota. Yeah. So, and a lot of them don't have year round businesses, you know, or if they do, they're, they're, they're traveling the circuit. Yep. What's so. been your biggest challenge this year in particular? I think just getting used to the volume and, you know, trying to control labor costs because, you know, we're handmade and I don't want to cut corners on that piece of it. I mean, I could automate and I could give it to a co-packer, but mm-hmm. I'm going to sacrifice something. So for me, I mean, I don't have to be everything to everybody and I don't have to be everywhere. You know, we're in Minnesota. We're going to, we're going to stick here and tell. And it's a real you know. intentional choice to not go to a co-packer and to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a tough product. I think, you know, cause I know what my labor is. It's a hand. We fork everything. Yeah. You know, so I think um, I'm, you know, I just can't see that that's going to be an option for us just because who's going to take who's going to put all that love into what we do. You know, I think that's a hard thing. And I think that's a great line that you draw. You just make mm-hmm. the decision about what kind of business you want to have. Yeah. And the way you can grow is the way that you can grow. And that's unique mm-hmm. to your product. And yeah. you have some other products that are in the shop here. Are there some that you want to mention that you think are really fa- fantastic? Uh, yeah, I think for me, I brought them all in because that was the hardest part of growing up in this business is that when we have bad weather and we have winter, where do we sell? Yep. And so I wanted to always be able to bring those people in. So we have Grandma's Gourmet, so we have her wonderful jellies. We have Kathy's Bakery, or uh, I'm sorry, I, I called it wrong. Uh, Kathy's, she just changed her name, Kathy's um, Scratch Bakery. And so she has packaged cookies that are fantastic mixes. Um, we have John Morley's Maple Syrup sweetest guy I've ever met literally I think you've cut him open he bleeds syrup he's so <laughs> wonderful I love that guy um and then we have Willow's Coffee for sure she's a fifth generation coffee farm owner in Costa Rica and uh she's great coffee and Silver Spoon Baker so she makes scratch things real donuts yeah um, bars so, yeah, yeah I, I think that was a big thing is always to be able to support other local people for sure in the in the space so how do you market a coffee shop like this like it's a whole different wheelhouse for you (laughs) because it's going from marketing your product in grocery and Mm -hmm. working with the grocery managers to now you're a consumer facing business too you know it's just been a learning curve I thought it would be great to use that next door neighbor app and I got in kind of big trouble and chided by the you know the neighborhood because it's you're not supposed to post as a as a business and I didn't know that and some I've go, never heard that. Oh Tell my, me about that. Oh so you posted God. and invited people to come in for a cup of coffee. And and most people <laughs> loved it, but there was a huge backlash when people started to complain about what I was doing. And I just didn't know. Sure. I didn't read the details. And I apologize, but I couldn't believe how nasty some people got. I just didn't know. And my bad. I apologize. Live and learn. Move yeah, on. I wouldn't have known that either. It's just pie. I mean, jeez, yep. please. But it was terrible. <laughs> um, but we use a lot of Facebook. Uh, we do a lot of events posting that way um but we're you know we're just trying to learn how to get people in it's hard it's harder than I thought it was going to be to get people in to have coffee and sit and chat and you know but we just had a lady today saw an article in the white bear paper and she said I'm here because I saw that article yeah she was talking about it and came in to get pick up some pies 
So PR is obviously important. Mm -hmm. Uh, Social media, is that still a big driver for you? I think so. I really do. I think people, it's easy. People can look at it. You can invite people within a 10 mile radius. Mm -hmm. And that's usually our best success is doing that for those ads. and you know, they're just word of mouth. And we do a lot of events. We do a lot of local things. Tell me about the events, because didn't you have a pie making thing at yeah. the holidays? Yep. So we did a pie making thing. Uh, so we did pie, and then we partnered with Silver Spoon, and she made Christmas cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, we recently had a, a, an event for kids, uh, Hope Kids. Uh, it's an organization for terminally ill children, and they came in and made Valentine's Day cookies and pies. Um, so I would really like to use the space for more community-based events because it is a nice, quiet area. You can come in and have a meeting even. And I mean, we're doing our podcast here and it's Yeah, we're sitting right in the shop. How does that work with production then? Do you have like an event space that's separate from production? Or if you're doing two shifts, like you guys are producing pies all the time. Yeah. So we'll probably use that more when we're at our slow time. Okay. You know, it's pretty slow here in January and February. You know, it was, you know, and so we have to be creative on how to make more revenue when it's not based on just the sales. But for us, I think we're lucky that we don't, we're not depending on the retail space money. For me, this is just kind of an extra bonus. Yeah. And it gives an opportunity for other people who are just like me trying to make it, you know, to have that space to sell. When um, you're at Kowalski's, is it, how do you get like, your, your product is very unique, I think, because it's super beautifully packaged. It tastes great, but it is frozen. And I don't talk to a lot of people about their frozen products. Yeah. You know, they're usually shelf stable. So like you can't, I guess you can demo, but how do you get people to get that pie into their face the first time? We demo a lot at the grocery stores. Um, if you can get this pie in somebody's mouth, they buy it. Yep. So when we do a four hour demo, we sell between 40 and 60 pies for the stores. So demoing is everything. We, and we've been experimenting we cut back on our demos and we dropped our sales by a little bit because demos are expensive it is everything in retail is kind of expensive but it's the only thing you know to do to get we would like to sell the company at some point someday sure so that is the piece that's expandable that someone could take it nationally you know who has more experience and more money to do that because it's expensive when you think about that sales process because i know when we sold our business it was like two years of preparing Mm -hmm. are you always kind of thinking about that as a possibility or are you looking for investors or people that might this might be their dream oh i think it's both i think right now we're looking for those investors who want to take it to the next level with us um but if someone knocked on my door tomorrow and said you know i'll give you millions of dollars for this you know i probably would have to think really hard about that. Right. You know, um, because I do love what I do, um, but it is a lot. There's a lot of responsibility, and there's a lot of people depending on us now. How old are your kids now? Well, um, Mason just turned 19. Maddie just had her birthday on Tuesday. She is 17, and my triplets are 15. Okay, so, so. your kids are kind of getting on in their high school years, too, mm-hmm. and different responsibilities as kids go off to college. and. Yep. Do you think you'll get re-entrenched in the business at that time or that it'll even be harder than it is now? Well, I think kids need you no matter what age they are. And right now, I mean, with these teen years, this is a little bit tough on mama. It's so different. <laughs> I kind of want those babies back some days because it's, it's a whole different world and there's different stresses for these kids. So my mission is to keep them really busy because I think bored kids are in trouble yeah. You know, so my kids do work here on the weekends and after school, and they will be here a lot more in the summer. 
because it's my job to keep track of them. Yeah. You know? And I think it's so funny as a mom, you know, you have these kids and that's really challenging because they're babies and you're exhausted and you're trying to do all the stuff. And I always tell my sister, like if I had to, I think that the teenage years were way harder. I'm thinking so right now. The yeah. problems are bigger. <laughs> the emotions are more intense. Mm-hmm. You can't, it's not just a matter of being there. You have to like be so present and so on top of everything. And it's a whole different, the language is different. Social media as a whole. I mean, it used to take us. And friends change and it's like, oh, wait, who is this person that's all of a sudden hanging over all the time? We could write nasty messages to each other, but it would take us overnight, you know, or we'd pass it off in the hallway. Now it's instantly, it's instant. And then everybody can see it. So I think that is a really scary piece of it as well. Being bombarded with mm-hmm. just being in the social sphere. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. hard. And they're just, they're just doing more adult things earlier too. It mm-hmm. seems like and, and all the drugs. Maturing and, so fast. Yeah. What was your first job that you ever had? Uh, my first job was at Arby's and uh, I had the meanest, meanest <laughs> manager ever. But, but as a grown up now, she was probably the best person to teach me customer service. Oh, interesting. Everything. She was so hard on us, but she taught us about caring for your customer. Right. And that it is important. I would much rather go have a subpar meal with a great server than to have a great meal with a terrible server. Yeah. It's actually funny that you bring that Um, up because we talk about that on the weekly dish sometimes. What's a better experience? Well, I'm excited. Um, I'm going to get to taste a state fair pie today and I'm not going to tell you people what it is, but I'm very excited. And thanks for having me out to Stillwater. The location's Absolutely. super cute. Thank you. And it's Pies with a Purpose. So if you want to uh, purchase some pies, they'll make a donation. If you want to hire Sarah's Tipsy Pies for your super fantastic wedding. Otherwise, you can look for the savory pies in your freezer section. You're in other locations besides Kowalski's, too. Yep. Uh, all the Lunds and Byerly's. Um, we're picking up some Cubs. We have a few Targets, I believe. Excellent. Um, yeah, so it's growing. Yeah, it's good. so look for Sarah's Tipsy Pies. And thanks for circling back with us and kind of giving us an update on where you're at today. It's always fun to revisit with folks. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks.